listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sins. And today, uh, live in studio virtually, I have two guys that I cannot wait to talk to. I have uh, Rynell Vicente, and y'all are going to have to laugh at me whenever uh, they all pronounce their names correctly, and Angelo Torre, both with Bayou Rum. And we're going to talk all things rum today. I think as the weather's changing and people are getting out in their backyards for barbecues and crawfish boils, rum seems like a perfect transition. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Well, for my listeners out there, both these guys have relocated to Louisiana to be the kings of Rome in, in Louisiana here. And I, the first question I have to ask y'all is, why Louisiana? How did Louisiana even show up on your rum radar? Sure. Uh, well, you know, I, I won't speak for both of us by, by no means. I think our stories are, are much different in the path that it took us to get here. Um, for me, and this is Angelo, by the way, for, for me, it was, you know, I'm a, I'm a manufacturing guy by trade. So my entire career has been large scale manufacturing. Um, the distillery was already here before I arrived and Rennell was already here before I arrived. Um, but my purpose here is scaling up and increasing production and, and, um, making more rum to deliver to all of our consumers. So that's how I got here to Louisiana was just, um, by way of, of, of necessity. So um, my role is, is to, to help Rinell and team make more product. Yeah, uh, this is Rinell now, but uh, for me, it is an interesting uh, story. I'm from Cuba. Uh, I'm raised in Dominican Republic. That means I always has been surrounded of sugar cane and, and rum industries around me. Uh, and that, uh, I started in the business whenever really I was a, a young, young guy, uh, together with my father. I'm a second generation rum maker. Uh, and I have been around 20 years already working on the industry producing rum. Uh, that means today, like 10 years ago, I, I was like, uh, in Dominican Republic, making rum in other companies. Um, Ten years ago, I decided to uh, go come to the United States, and I had the great opportunity to start working with Bio Rum. That means uh, since then, I have been in Bio Rum since the beginning uh, with a great team and just making this wonderful product here in Louisiana. Well, I have to ask you right now. One of the things that kept coming up whenever I was, you know, Googling all things rum was the term master distiller. What for our, you know, for people out there, what does that mean? It's a, it's a big fancy title. What do you do every day? Really, really, that is a good question because uh, whenever I start working for Bio Rum uh, again, 10 years ago, I came as a master blender, okay? I started working on the, in the creation of the formulas 
and also working on all uh, developing all the aging uh, process. Uh, also, I was working in charge on the quality controls department for the quality control department. At that moment, we had a, a, a great uh, a, a great friend that he was working uh, in the distillation side. Uh, after that, he got an opportunity in another job, and we uh, I I took the role of the distillation as well. That means up to today, I'm 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 be working on the blending, all the blending, distillation. But master sounds like a big number, uh, like big number, not big name. Uh, I, I consider myself I'm I'm a person that is learning every day. It's a person that uh, like. Really, I, I don't consider myself a master yet, uh, but the people call me master. That means it's, uh, I, I will accept it by the way. <laughs> but keep, keep, being, a, keep being humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really, I will accept it. But I, 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 I consider myself as uh, really a, blend, a, a blender with a lot of experience, a distiller with a lot of experience that every day is learning more. I mean, uh, master, I will say, I don't know when I'm going to get my master, but uh, people can can tell it. People will say, hey, you are a master because the product is good. I, I can take that one. Well, whenever you, I, I love the idea that you're still learning every day, and I think we all are. And I personally am a, a lifetime learner. I want to learn a little bit about a lot of things so that... I can be perfectly well-rounded. As you started on this adventure in South Louisiana and you started working with Bayou Rum for the last 10 years, is there something that has changed your perspective or that you've learned and said, okay, this, this is a whole new idea or concept or a whole new way of thinking for you? Uh, I will say this. Uh, First, we need to analyze where we are located, Louisiana, okay? Not many people, and I'm gonna start, sorry if I go a little back, but I'm gonna start with a little of the story, okay? Story of Louisiana. Not many people understand that United States is the fifth largest producer of sugarcane around the world. Not pe people think that it's Caribbean island, people think that is South America. United States produce a lot of sugarcane. And the most beautiful part is that 50% of that sugarcane is produced here in Louisiana. That means really we have the main raw material to produce from. That is one main fact that I, I, I would like to bring with that. That means starting with that, we have something unique here in Louisiana that it will bring, and that is what we are trying to do with Bayou Rum. We are trying to brings what is Louisiana in a bottle. Uh, for me, it has been a, a different uh, way to think, a different way to make it a, a, a rum, because what we are producing to the, here, it, we cannot produce it anywhere else. That means it's only here in Louisiana. Uh, our process, our process is, is a craft process that means is we use pot steels for the distillation we our fermentations is is a long fermentation process uh also the aging is all about the environment we are not controlling the temperatures or humidity on the aging process that means 
uh, everything, the environment of Louisiana is affecting 100% our aging. And, is, and that is what we want to deliver. We want to deliver a, a real Louisiana product from all made here in Louisiana. So maybe this is a question for, for Angelo. Based on that, knowing that all the sugar cane is produced in Louisiana and, uh, you know, y'all do seem to be very ingrained in the community and want, just like you said, making this Louisiana product that is Louisiana in a bottle. How are y'all choosing the sugar cane that you're working with, how are you making sure that it's the best product and how are you processing it to, to get it to consumers? No, that's a, a great question. Um, and and Renell has a history here with this company as well, but we, we have a, a long-standing relationship with M.A. Patut and Sons. They're in New Iberia, um, Louisiana. That is our sole source for molasses and cane sugar. Um, and, and, and there is no plans on changing that. Their quality is exceptional. And Rennell and I actually just personally visited the facility uh, last month um, out of season. It's, um, they, they harvest in fall, um, but it's, it's premium product that we get right here out of, out of Louisiana. So it, it goes, ends up right into a glass of, of rum. So um, it's a neat message to, to send, especially to the agricultural community that we can we can use local farmers and local manufacturing to make our product right here in the state. How does the sugar content of that sugar cane affect your rum? Are you seeing that some years the sugar cane is sweeter? Is it consistent? How are y'all adapting to that? It's, it's very consistent. Um, and, and, and because of the technology they put between, you know, their, their farming practices, they, they monitor their yields and they, they gave us some great, uh, listen, I'm, I'm a, I come from a steel making background. So I've learned a lot in the last year with Rennell and the team here, but um, uh, coming from a rural background in a farming community, I understand crop rotation and crop yields. So it was really interesting to hear how they, measure their yields in sugarcane as well and it dictates when they replant you know essentially sugarcane is a grass and when it starts to produce less that's when they know they need to replant or if you're looking at your lawn and you needed more grass you would overseed so you know kind of a, an interesting comparison so when they're yielding less they need to plant more um, but there's times they can get three and four um, crops uh, out of a single planting. Um, so they, they monitor the, the yields. Um, the quality for us is, is always the same from M.A. Patut and Sons, and that's exceptional. So one of the questions that I think a lot of people have, it, you know, if you've not been part of the distillation process and you haven't worked with sugarcane, you haven't made your own cane syrup, you haven't boiled it down uh, in that process of refining the sugar. Can you tell listeners a little bit about the difference between, say, the sugar and the molasses and the importance those roles have to play in making rum? I, I can jump on that one if you want. Uh, 
normally, whenever we talk about raw materials, the raw materials, uh, we have to talk about also the type of flavors that you can create on, on, on your rums. That means depending on your raw materials, is raw material is one of the first uh, uh, factors that it creates flavor. That means if you are using the juice, the sugar cane juice, it will create that uh, a style of flavor. If we create, if we use the cane honey or like the evaporated juice, uh, it will also create another style of flavor. Or in our case that we are using 100% molasses, uh, this one also will create uh, another style of flavor. That means on, whenever we we have uh, at this point a, a quality controls and we we receive a consistent quality on the molasses for through the year. That means already we have all our process set up to get the maximum and the best flavor based on the raw materials that we are receiving. Uh, that that is more or less my my answer for that question. When you're doing this and you're you're using uh, you're balancing the flavors, you know, Bayou Rum has a bunch of different rums. When I went, I I had no idea. I was like, "There's pink rum. When did pink rum become a thing?" Like all of these different flavors, and each one, you know, is it, it's clearly its own formula, its own recipe. What are some of the flavor notes that you're trying to balance with that that sugar cane that you're using okay that's, that's i was just going to mention renell i, I want to give kudos to renell because he I, I heard him explain this to a group um that he was speaking at and and i thought it was perfect he said really we've created rums for occasions um it, it, yes a lot of work and and research and quality goes into all of the flavors that we have but I really like the way that he explained the fact that we have all of these different rums because they're made for different occasions. So maybe Renell can go into more detail about that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that, Angelo, because really, uh, really what is behind of all the process that we produce is, is a moment. It's a, an occasion. We, we, we try to, to have a great moment uh, and that needs to be paired with a great rum. As an example, if, if we are in the summer, we are in, in the boat, we are fishing, we are doing kind of outdoors, uh, outdoor uh, sports or things like those, uh, sometimes you, you are looking for something refreshing. That means uh, our Bayou White uh, with an, a good, nice cocktail, you can use it. Uh, the, the, the spice as well works pretty good on the summer. Uh, also, you have uh, the Bayou Pink, it will give you some kind of good a flavor as well and beautiful color. Uh, but then if we are talking about a little more premium, uh, you have our Bayou Reserve, that this one is a up to four years old aging process, and but it's very smooth. The way, the, the way how we, we balance that, that product is very smooth. And that means whenever you open that bottle, really you are, you, you are looking for a party, you are looking for uh, somebody that, a group of friends that are enjoying and drinking some something that is smooth, easy to enjoy it, uh, and and you can repeat that, uh, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and, and maybe finish that bottle very easy, and you are enjoying that moment. Then we have the single batch editions, our single batch editions 
I always see it as something a little more character. That means you're going to have some kind of key, the, the wood notes are more distinct. Uh, those type of that type of rum, I always see it like whenever you're concentrated and definitely you need a, 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 a prod next to you to wake you up and keep you concentrated to uh, understand what you're doing. For example, in this type of uh, conversation, maybe I will have a, a buy a single barrel, uh, a single batch, sorry, with me because it's, it's going to keep me energetic. It's going to uh, like, it's going to bring some kind of character. And I love that part, you know. And also we have the premium one that is our value XO. This one uh, is aged for uh, five years in bourbon barrels and finished for a year in cherry cask barrels. Uh, this one has a nice, good balance, well-balanced, but it's full mouth. That means it's full, full flavor. This one, definitely, I, I look on this one on the premium side. For example, I travel a lot sometimes uh, and I go to a bar by myself and I stop at the bar. I need something that uh, really identify that moment. And Bayou XO identify that moment. I feel myself, I need something that really uh, has the power and, and, and the flavor and, and the moment. Similar that uh, if I'm going to talk with some like my father or some somebody that really I respect, I always take Bayou XO with me. Um, it's, it's, it's a moment. And it, and I think in our li uh, line of bio, you have a, a, a prod for every moment that you, uh, oh, in your life. And, I, you know, I, I have this conversation so many times on this show with people that there are certain flavors and aromas and foods and things that really bring a memory into place. And you remember that that moment, like you said, so many times when people are transitioning to new foods, new foods, new flavors, new drinks, they're, they may not have that, that background of what to expect or how to fully approach a new flavor. So when someone is maybe becoming a, a rum drinker for the first time and they're super excited because it's Louisiana and it's Louisiana sugar cane and all the great things and they want to have this moment. What should they be looking for in that that first sip or what should they be? Should they be smelling the glass? Should they be spinning it like they would a glass of wine? What's what are the rules to this? <laughs> It really is experience on, on that part is the way how you want to experience uh, what you're tasting. Um, on my opinion, for example, uh, if you never have uh, or you think about rum is something cheap because everybody at the end, they have a, a college mentality sometimes because whenever we were in college, what we were drinking, the cheapest rum that we can find on the market. This is not what we are talking about. We are talking about now premium products that really they have been aging for a long time. That means really it needs some respect. Whenever you're drinking this type of rum, so whenever you're drinking bio rum, uh, I recommend to start with bio reserve. Bio reserve is a four years old product. That means whenever you, uh, I, I recommend first smell it. That way you can uh, start detecting the alcohol that is very smooth. You're going to feel some kind of spicy, like a cinnamon notes uh, on that. 
Also, you are going to feel the wood notes coming, but very mild and very well balanced. Then I would recommend taking small sip. Never take a shot. Everybody, whenever we are doing tasting, people take shot. That is incorrect. A small sip, that way you can taste it. Really, you can feel that flavor. With that small sip, you will, you will start feeling the same thing. It's, it's more like uh, getting that spicy, the, 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 the alcohol warm, is warm, you know, and also all the heat, the heat of the alcohol. But this, at the same time, you're feeling the, the wood note and how smooth is the product. Uh, and then I would say something that is very important is the aftertaste. What do you feel whenever you drink it? And at that moment, you start feeling, okay, what is left? What is left? You can feel that wood notes, again, is a smoky or is not a smoky. It brings some kind of uh, sweetness on it. Uh, it, give, it burns whenever it goes down or not. Uh, those are questions. In, in Bio Reserve is so smooth that it, I always recommend it for those that want to start in this and they want really to feel a premium run. Bio Reserve is, 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 is the best option to go. I love how you'll have such a strong appreciation from start to finish, right? From the the local product and uh, the local farmers all the way to having that that quality product on the end. I, as a chef, I know that rum is not always just for drinking. Sometimes you can cook with it. Uh, have you all been experimenting with Bayou Rum in the kitchen much? Sure. I mean, uh, at home, yes. Uh, we, we we also are, are working with a, a local company that's that's doing some spiced rum cakes for us using our 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 product. But even at home, as Rennell mentioned, it's based on the experience and the memories. But I, I'll always remember my first time experiencing one of our rum liqueurs, which is coffee, drizzling it over some ice cream and a brownie. You know, I mean, just it's not in a cocktail, but it's on a dessert or um, even adding some of our um, Bayou spiced rum to uh, a cookie, you know, to, to, to making cookies. So, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with it in the kitchen as well, for sure. Are there any particular flavors that you've found like has do you use it in savory cooking at all? Do you use it in sweet cooking? Like, are you saying, okay, this rum is perfect to maybe put over uh, pork and to braise or to brine pork? Is this rum, this one, this one has to go over ice cream. Do you have any anything that you find that that's the direction it has to go? Yeah, Rennell might have some more experience there. You know, we 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 get involved in a lot of food and spirit festivals and there's times where we've had to go speak to the product that we have and you know local chefs have used it for dishes where we've they've either used it in the dish or we pair the drink with it but maybe Renal can expand on that a little bit yeah uh i would say we have a uh, um, biosatsuma uh the gator bite satsuma this one definitely is uh, is an orange type of flavor you can combine it with many different desserts, uh, and always it's gonna bring that brightness of the of the citric notes of, of the orange. And the coffee is one of my favorite as well, is, as Angelo mentioned it. Uh, normally, it, it will pair pretty good with some kind of 
chocolate uh, or some kind of uh, cookies and, and also um, whatever ice cream, as Angelo mentioned it. Um, the spice is very versatile. That means I, I will leave that uh, the, the, the spice is, is on the person that it really what how creative you want to be. It really, we, we try to, to a spice has vanilla notes. Our spice rum is vanilla, has some cinnamon, has some clove. Uh, by the way, we sweetness the spice with fig. That means it has combinations that all, whenever you combine those flavors with your meals or your whatever you are cooking, it's going to also bring something different. Yeah, I think the one, the, the, the most unique um, and customers tell us a lot. You know, we have a gift shop and a t and, and and tours all day long. So, the fact that Renell and I get to um, really interact with our consumers on such a personal level is really cool. And um, it's been several months ago, but I did have a customer um, that loved using. I thought this was so interesting. I have not tried it yet, but she was explaining that she would make like an Asian style Mandarin salad, and she would actually use our Gator Bite Satsuma. It mixed that in with the dressing for the salad. And I thought, well, that's a unique experience. I have not tried it yet, but you, you hear some neat stories about how people use our product. I love it. Y'all are going to have to start a, a recipe book from yeah. all of your consumers to start writing that down so we can we can remake some of these great things. <laughs> that's a great well, idea. Guys, we <laughs> We're almost out of time, but I want to make sure that everyone knows how to find you, how they can take a tour and where they can get your products. So can you share that with everyone? Sure. Well, we have, you know, our website, buyurum.com. Um, you can book your tours online. Uh, and we also have a really nice store lo locator. Um, the locator online um, works well in, in Google. I mean, if you if you type buy you rum into Google, a lot of times it'll show you local retailers. Um, where we're positioned, we're southwest Louisiana, almost to the border of Texas, right off of I-10. So we've got, you know, about 800,000 cars a week drive by our distillery. So we capture a lot of guests just by seeing us right off of the interstate. But um, very easy to find. And then you can follow us on social media as well. We've got some global social media, the Bayou Rum, um, Facebook and Instagram, and then more localized, which is our Bayou Rum Distillery and Event Center, um, which is more of our local social media. Well, now I have to change my Boudin pilgrimage, right? Because when I go visit my sister in Houston, I have to stop at every gas station and get Boudin and Cracklins. But now I'm going to have to stop at Bayou Rum and bring her some goodies from y'all as well. <laughs> That's right. We'd love to see you. Well, we'll be waiting for you. <laughs> good, good. Have have a have a nice pretty glass there ready for me. For my listeners out there, you've been listening to WRBH Radio. My guests today are were Renel Vicente and Angela Torre with Bayou Rum. We were talking all things rum. Make sure you check them out and give it a try. And it sounds like a great little road trip to another part of Louisiana. Thanks for listening. WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host, Jeff Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.